Hello, gorgeous. Welcome to Blissfully Bloom. I'm Tori, your host, and this podcast was created to inspire women to transform their mindset, blossom from within, and be unafraid to be their authentic selves. Get ready to grow, evolve, and bloom. I am super duper excited about this episode. I have a guest coming on. Her name is Kimmy Ezel, such a queen. And we have been friends ever since high school. We went to Chappelle together. And then we also went to college together at LSU. And we were roommates at one point. So we go way back. Her education was based around the School of Leadership and Human Resources. And for her career today, she gets the opportunity to support others and really take on that leadership role. And so she has definitely a lot of experience in this subject area. And so I'm super excited to hear her wisdom today. What we are going to be discussing today is Kimmy will be answering how can we grow our confidence How can we shift our mindset from viewing adversity in a negative light to a more positive light? How can we improve our leadership skills because we are all leaders here? What advice would you give to someone who is going through adversity right now in their life? And many others. It was just such an amazing podcast episode, so you don't want to miss this one. But before we get started, I wanted to share a little bit more about Anchor, the platform that I use for this podcast. For those listeners who have been feeling that nudge to start a podcast, I highly recommend using Anchor as their platform. It has really been what has made this journey of starting a podcast really worthwhile and I love how simple it is it's very user-friendly and they provide a lot of tools for you as the host and tools such as recording and editing your audio and many more Let's welcome Kimmy Ezel to Blissfully Bloom, a podcast to inspire women to grow, evolve, and bloom. Welcome, Kimmy. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. (laughs) Wonderful. Um, So I wanted to know just a little bit about your story and what made you to become the woman that you are today. Ooh. Well, uh, I grew up in New Orleans my whole life. You know, I've had a wonderful family and friends, and I've had all the most amazing opportunities to get me to where I am today. So I do have to give credit where credit is due. Has it always been the easiest? Of course not. But, you know, I make best of every situation, and, you know, I really try to stay true to myself. Being like that way has gotten me comfortably where I am now. Amazing. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. This question often raises a lot of people's frequencies and vibrations. So 
I wanted to ask you this. What are you grateful for in this moment? I think in this moment, what comes to mind is my lovely family, my boyfriend, my best friends, my friends, my coworkers, and my current place in this world today. I just feel so grateful for like my successes and I feel great and confident in myself that I got to where I am now. Amazing. Love that. I love just hearing other people's reasons for gratitude because it also just, I don't know, raises my frequencies as well hearing that. We are talking about leading with confidence in the face of adversity today. So I want to know your definition of confidence, leader, and adversity. What's your take on them? So going to college and graduating in leadership and human resource development, I've really had a knack for like, you know, being around people and always feeling the energy of everybody else. Um, So confidence to me is the ability to trust your own past experiences and your current skill sets to move through any type of like adversity that comes your way. Leadership goes hand in hand with that, with that confidence aspect, because a confident leader will not always have the right answers, but will bear enough trust in his or her people to get done what needs to be done. You know, to me, confident leader allows their team to grow with, you know, their own autonomy and handle their own adversity while sitting back there for any advice. You know, that kind of takes that micromanaging aspect out, which does um, make up a good leader. Mm, I love that because I think we get leadership wrong sometimes. We may find that it's somebody who knows everything and has all the answers and just kind of wants to be on top of it all. So I love that, that you shared that being a leader doesn't mean that you have to have all the answers within and you can really seek out support from others too. I love that. Now, I know you kind of mentioned this a little bit with being a leader with confidence. Did you have anything else to add about what it means to be a leader when you have confidence from within? To grow that confidence is very important in leadership because you're like a direct reflection of your team. So you want to uplift everybody that you have around you. And those people that you are uplifting and they get confident because they hear you say, oh, like, hey, you did a great job today or, you know, any little thing. It feels good. And when you have a team of people that are also confident, you yourself, it feels great. Mm, Awesome. I would love that. And how do you see yourself as a leader in your own work? What do you do for your work right now? So I work in, I work in like an HR aspect, but not what you think. HR has a little bit of a negative connotation to it. However, I work in staffing. So, you know, it's always type A people and people that are 
you're basically you're faced with adversity every day because the people that I handle and I support because I I support everybody in my field office you're getting all different types of personalities whether that's the customer the client the uh, account manager you know everybody's asking different questions in different ways to be a leader in the work that I do is I have to reflect on certain things. I have to give feedback where feedback is needed. I have to face that adversity with all my skill sets that I've gained over the, the years. And it was actually, I, I love my company for this. They, um, they had a leadership development program and I participated in that and I thought it was fantastic. Um, wow. Yeah, it, it was like a nine-month program. And, you know, it was just the small things, but getting together with groups of people and talking about um, managing vision and purpose. And another one was speaking to higher management and getting comfortable with that, which is hard. It's hard to do. Public speaking, very hard to do. But to talk to people and really have those conversations with your peers, everybody is nervous. Everybody feels that way. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that because sometimes we just assume it's just us. You know, you going through the nerves or the jitters or whatever you may be feeling before something that is going to require you to grow and expand outside of your comfort zone. So. Do you have any certain tips or tricks into how to really build your confidence if it's not where you want it to be at the moment? Yeah, so for me, and I think a lot of people can benefit with this, is I try to learn as much as possible. Um, I feel like whenever I have the most knowledge, I feel the most comfortable with answering, coming up with a solution or anything like that. And um, don't be afraid to ask questions. You know how sometimes you might think, oh, this is a stupid question. Or, you know, like, I, why am I asking this question? I, sh- I should take the time to figure it out. Well, sometimes you don't have the time to figure it out. Or you, you need help. And that's okay. Ask questions. There's never a dumb question. There's only a dumb question if you ask the same question three times. But that's a whole different scenario. But that'll also help you in the long run. Like the communication, you know, piece of that, like the conversational piece, um, getting to know your coworkers. And that also makes you grow confident. Um, Acknowledging your strengths and refining them. So find something, a skill set that you're great at. No, that you're good at and work to make yourself great at it. You know, if you enjoy public speaking, which I mean, a lot of people don't, but if you, (laughs) if you, you know, if you like being somebody who's like always is the center of attention and like they, they're just good at talking to people, that is a strength that that person might not even realize. Take up all the room in in the uh, room, take it all up because if you're that good at it, like you're going to be a great speaker and that's going to get you to where you want to be in the future and I love that phrase fake it until you make it because you really have like you you can you can do whatever you want to do you can pretend 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 
And then at some point, it just you're, the lines kind of cross, and you're like, wait, I'm actually doing this? Did I girl boss too hard? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. I love that. That should be in a quote somewhere. Girl boss too hard. <laughs> I love that. Even for me, and maybe for other people, they may feel this way, too, is you feel like sometimes when you do things that are outside of your comfort zone that it makes me feel a little shaken up and kind of like shakes my world a little bit because it's just unknown territory. You don't know what's going to come out of it. And for me, what really shows up is fear of failure and not knowing if I'm going to even reach the destination that I'm going to get. So sometimes it prevents me from trying in the first place. I feel like for that instance, you're going to fail if you think that you're going to fail. So you will fail, but you know what you have to do is get right back up because you just keep getting back up. It's like, it's like going to the gym and working out. You go to the gym, you don't necessarily want to do it. You're like, oh, this is miserable because you're growing. You're, it's growing pains. So at the end of the workout, you're not going to say, man, I wish I didn't do that. You're like, oh, that felt good. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like sure. a mindset change. Mm -hmm. I definitely just have to uh, just take a leap and just see, see what areas that I am kind of feeling not as confident in and just kind of go for it and see what happens. Cause what's, what's the risk, you know, if you try, you try and Hey, you may learn something from it all. If it doesn't turn out what you expected, at least you learn some type of lesson along the way. So my next question is, have you ever dealt with obstacles in your career and if so, can you share a little bit about that and maybe give some examples of moving through that situation? One situation stuck out to me the most when I was reflecting on this question. Okay, so for, for work, I, I support recruiters and we hire people. And for lack of better terms, it's more of like company's extension of like HR. Like we do all the staffing. And we, so we know all the skill sets and we have to build those too. And I was supporting um, a client in Houston. This one girl that I work with, she was the account recruiting manager um, for that account. And a lot of stuff had to go into the account. And unbeknownst to me, I didn't realize she's been there for five years. So she's thoroughly knows what's going on and in my position I was very new to supporting that account so the amount of adversity that I faced having to learn everything from scratch was very hard especially since that our our like bonus and our like recognition gets scored every month so at this point I was gunning for a hundred percent for the year and we had two months left in the year and I was at a hundred percent every single month 
and I was like, I can't let this mess me up. Like I'm on a roll. I need, I, I need this. I never sat there and thought about anybody else, but I thought that I needed that. And when the, you know, hiring started beginning, it was a bunch of things that I needed to do. I was working 60 hours a week. I just needed everything to be perfect. And me and this, this girl, we would talk every day, but it was never, we were never on the same page. She didn't understand my side of things and I didn't understand hers. Why couldn't this person just go in a day later just to save me like one point? <laughs> By the end of that two months, I did, I did get the full 100% for the year and that which is very good. <laughs> I, I was very proud of myself, but at the end of that, she like threw a call in my calendar and we talked about it because the week prior was like the very last day of the scorecard. And I remember this so vividly. We were yelling at each other for 30 minutes straight. And I was like, what? I had to think after. I was like, why did I put myself in that position? Why did I not try to communicate with her sooner why was I in need of control when she really did have all her ducks in a row she knew what she was doing and I felt like I needed to put my piece in there and whenever we ended up talking again we were both kind of like yeah like none of that should have gone the way it did we're gonna be working together moving forward for a while because that was her first time uh, recruiting for our area. And we talked about it and we just decided that, you know, first and foremost, communication. And ever since then, <laughs> I'd like to tell you, I really did not like this person. And I don't dislike a lot of people, but now we're like great friends and it's funny wow. because she reminds me of like myself and we both can call each other like every day and crack up and be like, oh my gosh, this is happening. LOL. Like, this is funny. But it's crazy how that situation changed into an entirely, you know, different situation. Like it went from really bad to really good. And now we're like the greatest of partners. Wow. I love that because I feel like if you hold something in too and you don't have the confidence to really share your your mind or just what your thoughts are around the situation, that can only escalate and then you may hold a little bit of grudge or just resentment towards that person and never anything gets solved. So I'm glad that y'all kind of had that topic of communication or just discussion about it so that y'all can go and move forward with your jobs. I love that. Um, I definitely have faced adversity in the classroom setting, especially near COVID because COVID was, it would have been 2021 and I was a teacher's assistant in January and it was just really hard wearing masks every day because for teachers, you only see parts of your face and kids really need their full on facial expressions from you to really get more of a response and just see how you're feeling 
so that they can kind of vibe off of like, oh, is she mad? Is she upset? You got to stare, like really stare and give that uh, stare. And uh, I don't even know what you would call it, the teacher stare or something. But <laughs> so I guess just learning different things. But I, it was weird for me because I was never really in the classroom when there was no COVID. So I kind of had to learn even more procedures or just even newer or just unfamiliar procedures to the teachers. And the teachers, uh, whenever I was a student teacher, they said that they felt like almost like a new teacher when COVID hit. Like they just forgot how to be a teacher. Like that's how bad it was. Whenever I was a student teacher, I was like, oh man, you know, you expect as the student teacher to kind of have, you know, some type of mentor, but then the mentor was like, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) And on top of that, having to take care of a class of, you know, 15 to 30 children. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then trying to keep their mask on. Oh, <laughs> one of them had it like dangling in their mouths. I'm like, okay, this is just enough. <laughs> oh. All right. So my next question I have for you is. Now that I kind of shared my experience with COVID coming from that question, what was your experience in your career at the start of the pandemic or just during COVID in general? So for me, it wasn't super hard of a transition because when I did work in office, my immediate team was remote. So there was always like two of us in each office and we had four offices. So Two of us sat in New Orleans, two of us sat in, well, six sat in Houston because we have three, we had three offices in Houston, but we would like WebEx Zoom meeting twice a day, every single day before COVID. So when we did, when COVID happened and we were at home, it's, it seemed like nothing changed as much for me, different procedures, did start coming up. They had to find different ways um, to go about things that are usually done in office or done differently. You know, it was it was a lot of change, but I think that it really opened the doors to like people are getting way better at technology now. We have the ability to work from home and be productive. Like so many great things came out of that. And even though it was like such a dark time for everybody, it still like the light at the end of the tunnel was still there. Mm-hmm. For sure. I was all I could think of during that time was just hope. <laughs> like there's going to be something good that comes out of it. Like I feel like there always is, even with different situations that happen in life. And they could be just horrible at the first start but there's always just a little bit of something that was learned or just something either I guess transformed or just reflected or you you just reflected on that time and or you just grew so there's always something that changed or shifted from that situation that um, darker situation so thank you for sharing that and my next question I have is How can we shift our mindset from viewing adversity in a negative light to a more positive light? For this, I'm thinking that I have these 
quotes or these like my mantra, like the things that I live by each day. And there's a few things. I have to keep reminding myself that change is a great thing. Change is means that you're growing. If something's changing, you're growing. Something's happening. And I love that. I tell myself that every day. Another thing that I tell myself every day that I've taken from my, um, my HR leadership class at LSU was from my professor, Dr. Gibbons. He told us this quote and he said it every single day of class. And I say it every single day or every time somebody gives me feedback, that feedback is a gift. And, and I love that because if somebody knows that, you know, you can improve on something and they choose to not tell you, they do not care about you and you do not necessarily want to be their teammate. Now, when somebody sits there and says, gives you feedback and constructive criticism, they care so much about you because they don't have to do that. They don't have to help you grow. And it's really powerful to me because I was not the best at receiving feedback. It's also super hard to give feedback. But to um, one of my friends told me like the sandwich method. And I love this because if you're like not comfortable with giving feedback, this is a perfect way to give feedback. You say a compliment and then you stick that little feedback, uh, like criticism in there. And then you say another compliment. So let's see if I can think of one. Hey, um, you know, you've been really doing well on the phones today. I think that your communication sounds very smooth. Um, I do think that you could improve on your likability um, and be a little bit more warm to the people that you speak to on the phone, but you really are doing a great job. Perfect little feedback loop. So, yes. you know, they don't get their feelings hurt, but they still feel like uplifted, but they're still getting that, that they're probably going to think, oh, next person I talk to on the phone, you know, maybe let me ask how their day is going, basically. Because if you start with something negative, people are like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get a little uh, a butt hurt about it. Right. And, you know, like, just understand that you're so strong and you can do anything that you want. So that that's that's what I tell myself all the time. <laughs> and I love that method, too, because I'm pretty sure we learned that in my teaching courses at LSU. We were just learning how what to respond to the parents or like what we should tell them if their kid wasn't behaving properly in class, like what should you say? And they always did something like that, like a positive, a negative, a positive. Because most of the time when you start with a negative or just something that you're trying to inspire the person to be better at something or just that they need to hear, that it just kind of goes past them like nothing, like they didn't even hear it or didn't even read it. So... Thank you for that. That's definitely a very good tip. And so my next question that I have is, how can we tap into our most confident selves in our careers? Tapping into your most confident self in your career is truly 
reflecting back on yourself and your like past experiences and really thinking, what am I meant to do? What am I good at and what do I like doing? So when you find that little niche that is specific and special to you, you take it and you run with it. You know, you, you do anything that you can do to better yourself in that. You try and try and try. And it really takes it from within to want to be the best that you can be. And everything else will just fall into place. Mm, beautifully said. I love that. I feel like that'll definitely inspire others who may feel a bit maybe confused or just overwhelmed by just the over choices, you know, of how many career choices there actually are and really finding what you are good at. This will really help them, I guess, narrow down if you're passionate about it, if it just comes natural to you. And if it lights your soul up, if you're, if you get so happy and giddy about it, then you, you are most likely meant to do it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love it. And what about, because this is kind of my take, not everyone thinks of themselves as a leader, but we are leaders, all of us. I'm a leader to my sister, my younger sisters. I'm a leader to my students. And I'm, I'm a leader as a coach. So how can we improve our leadership skills? Okay, so I wanted to tell you about this book that I read when I did the leadership development program with my company. It's called Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Love Brene Brown. She's like a motivational uh, speaker and like a life coach. Um, she, I think she's based out of Houston or Dallas, one of those two. And she has fantastic, like her TED Talks, like go check her out, please. Um, but in her book, she wrote about the four pillars of courageous leaders. And those are rumbling with vulnerability, living into our values, braving trust, and learning to rise. So that first pillar struck me the most, rumbling with vulnerability. Just being vulnerable is a very hard thing to do for me. Um, not anymore. I've come a very long way. But like just opening up, like fully opening up was a very difficult. It was, it was hard, you know, those growing pains, it's hard. Mm -hmm. But a rumble, is basically a discussion or a conversation or a meeting defined by a commitment to lean into vulnerability, to stay curious and generous, um, to stick with the messy middle of the problem, I, identification and solving that problem, to take a break and circle back when necessary. You know, you can't do everything and fix everything all at once sometimes. It's to be fearless in owning our part of the story. And as a psychologist, Harriet Lerner teaches, to listen with the same passion 
with which you want to be heard. And that struck me the most because if you want to be heard, if you want to people to, you know, really take you seriously, you have to sit there and listen to them with that same level. It's like the golden rule, like do unto others as you want done to yourself. I feel like it very much is the same thing with starting off the whole leadership journey. Mm. Because if I guess they don't feel seen, heard, or appreciated, then how are they going to do that to you? Yeah. And like an example of that is basically like if somebody comes to you with something as a leader, you can just say, well, walk me through it or tell me why this, you know, isn't working for you or help me understand. And it makes them feel heard and valued. So. Could you dive a little bit more into those other pillars? Maybe give like an example of how you would embody that? Yeah, so living into our values. This one's very important. So depending on what you value the most, you have to live that value. Say your work ethic is your value. You live into your value. You do this, you work, and you keep that ethic. And for as a leader, if you're living into your values, you're teaching those values. So you should come up with, you know, your three core values and hold those close to you so that each day you're living into those and you can also like learn and teach into those values braving trust I love this it's hard to trust sometimes but you know what's crazy with trust you just have to do it you have to be brave enough to trust your peers your partners and to let go of some of that control that maybe you need you have to trust them to also be able to get what needs to be done done Leaders that don't have that much trust in their employees, they're not, they're not great leaders. They can't, nobody wants to work for somebody that's over their shoulder micromanaging. You have to trust your employee. You hired them for a reason. And then obviously learning to rise. Love this. Learning to rise is, you know, taking those bad days and saying, you know what? We all have them. We all have bad days. You have to continue telling yourself those bad days will get better (laughs) and, you know, you'll fail, but you have to learn to get back up. You fail and you'll fail and you'll fail again, but you know what? You're going to win a lot more of those opportunities. You're going to be so comfortable with being uncomfortable and it's going to feel fantastic. Yes, I love that. And also, I I thought of that saying, too. I'm not sure where I've heard it, but it's a quote. It's maybe on Pinterest or something, but it says, when you rise, you also help others rise, too. So it's kind of like that picture in my mind, and you're on the top of the mountain, but, like, you're also helping everybody else on top of the mountain, too. And I just love that, because then I feel like 
when we have this, I guess, leadership skills and confidence building within us, then that really inspires others to do the same and then share your stories and be vulnerable and share how, yes, I was at your scale of confidence before and now here is where I am now and it is so possible for you to move through it and raise your uh, level of confidence as well. So my next question I have, so if somebody, some listeners were going through some type of adversity right now, what kind of advice would you give them to move through it? I have two pieces of advice for anybody who's going through adversity. There's adversity is, you know, difficulties or you're faced with a situation that you can't necessarily get out of in that exact moment because it takes it takes like growth. So anybody who's dealing with anything that's adversity or, you know, hardships, just know that it's not forever and get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, and I love that saying because especially in the last two years, it's been so uncomfortable. It's been so uncomfortable with life and all the changes that have been happening. But I'm sitting here telling you right now how much I've grown and how much like confidence I have and how I feel in myself and my life. And it was uncomfortable. It was not easy. It was very hard. Some, some weeks I was thinking, oh my God, can I really do this? And the answer is yes, I did. And I am. And I will continue to. And my other quote that I um, love, it's by Dr. Randy Pausch. And he said, experience is what you get when you don't get what you wanted. And so, and I love that because many of times I failed. And you, you know what I did get out of that situation? Experience. And even if it was just like one little thing, one little takeaway that's like, well, I, I won't do that again. The next time you fail for another reason, you're like, okay, I won't do that again. And then eventually you're just going to continue to win. So experience is what you get when you don't get what you wanted. Wow. Mind blown there. <laughs> it's It's honestly so true because even if, like, I think I was mentioned this before but even if say hey you did try something new and it didn't come out as expected or just went completely berserk and just down the rabbit hole you tried and you actually instead of dipping your toes in you jumped all in and you actually went for it and that proves that you can go for it again and hey you can get a different result because you can't control the result sometimes you don't, you don't really have that control. You, you can try and, and take the action, but you don't know exactly what that action is going to result in sometimes. But you can do it again and gaining that experience and learning from it and taking, seeing it as gratitude and abundance in your life. So my next question that I have is where can listeners connect with you, Kimmy? 
You can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, you can also connect with me on Instagram. Those are the two platforms that I'm pretty much on most of the time. Um, um, I sent you over my LinkedIn and my Instagram. So if you can just add that. Um, but it's just For my sure. name, Kimberly Ezel and Kimmy Ezel. But yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn. I love, I love getting new connections. Will do. I will definitely add that in the description of the show notes. And my very last question, this is going to be something that I ask every single guest. What does it mean to blissfully bloom? Okay, love this. So when I think of blooming, I think of growth. And growth is not always easy. So sometimes it's painful, but to be blissful with the progress that you are making is true happiness. Oh, wow. I love that. I love that. So beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Well, Kimmy, it's been amazing having you on the podcast. I've learned so much. My mind has been blown. I'm sure it will be for the listeners too. Thank you. I'm so grateful that you uh, came to the show today. Thanks for having me. And I love you, Tori, of course. (laughs) Love you, Kimmy. Wow, what an amazing podcast episode today. I just want to thank Kimmy again for coming to the show and sharing her wisdom with us. And I hope that this inspired you to really understand and know that you can grow your confidence skills, your leadership skills, even when you are dealing with something challenging or there's an obstacle in your life. We get to choose the way that we respond to it. Again, like Kimmy said, she said that change is a good thing. She said that we are growing. That means that we are growing. We are evolving as a person, as a human. And so, yeah, there will be, like we talked about in this episode, there will be days that are harder than others. That doesn't mean that you don't have the opportunity to try again and come out with it a warrior. And you're going to come out of it resilient, learning new lessons and building that proof that you can absolutely conquer whatever it is that you want to conquer. All right, I will see y'all in the next episode, which I'm super excited about because there's going to be another podcast guest coming on and we are going to be talking about the power of the mind, which I'm very, very excited about. So stay tuned for that for next week. Are you looking to blossom your love from within and be your own best friend? Quiet the voice of your inner critic and really step into your self-love future vision? Well, I have just created a 10-week self-love program that was made for you called Blossom From Within. I have come so far in my self-love journey. I started out as my own worst enemy, my own bully, and I really didn't like being me. But now I can proudly say that I absolutely adore the person that I am, the love that was just waiting to bloom within me 
has now started to be a garden from within. And I just feel like a whole new different woman, a woman who accepts herself and shows her authenticity to the world. And if this is what you want, if you want to really embrace who you are completely and fully, I can definitely help you do that. And I can absolutely help you transform and grow that love from within. I will be that support system for you. I will guide you along the way. Just know that you are not alone. And so for this program, I have created a community around it. When you say yes, you will also gain access to a Facebook self-love community group where all of the women involved in the program will be there to support you too. You can choose to have one-on-one coaching sessions with me or you don't have to invest in the coaching. You can just buy the program itself. But I can promise you that the investment in coaching with me will be worth it because you will see the transformation more quickly. And when I am there to support you and coach you, if this interests you, please go ahead and DM me the word self-love on my Instagram at blissfully.bloom. Thank y'all so much for listening. I am just so blessed and grateful for y'all's support. And if you haven't gotten the chance, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends and family. Also, check out my YouTube channel, Blissfully Bloom. It's all about self-growth, self-love, and self-healing. I will see y'all in the next episode. Bye!